0: Welcome to The Swiping Diaries. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Swiping Diaries podcast. I am your host, Ashley Martins, and today I'm with the lovely Sean Marie B. on the podcast. Hey, Sean, what's up? Hey. <laughs> We're so happy to have you here. <laughs> um, so I actually met Sean online. Can you believe it? Sean's <laughs> um, feed came up through Instagram and I saw a sponsored post that Sean put out there about her online dating book. And I was like, "Um, hello, I need to get this girl on the show. She would be awesome to interview. Um, so yeah, so we connected on Instagram and then started chatting. And Sean has a bunch of online dating experience and is here to help coach people and, you know, guide people in their online dating journey. So thanks so much for coming on the show again, Sean. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So I ask everybody when they come on the Swiping Diaries podcast, what is your favorite online dating app?
1: My favorite. My favorite is Bumble. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, I like I like the fact that I'm not getting a bunch of crazy DMs um, right. so I can choose, you know, the volume of <laughs> of messages that I get. And I, I don't I don't swipe right on a lot of people. So.
0: See, <laughs> so well, that's a good point, too. Cause so then you can actually be choosy with who you're going to dedicate your time to on the app and everything. And I don't know. I found that I ended up not being on the dating apps as much when I had Bumble and was using it because it was like, oh, okay, I have to wait for this person to reach out or to swipe right on me anyway. Um, And then, yeah, if I ended up losing that connection, it was like, okay, well, I can't go back and just sift through everybody that I previously was talking to and then reach out to them. And I I just found it was so overwhelming, like
1: especially on like a Tinder Mm -hmm. when everyone and their mother would reach out. (laughs) Yes, yes. I feel like Bumble, you have more control um, because I don't want to, I don't want to chat with 10 people at a time. That's just way too much. It's overwhelming. Um, And then getting a bunch of messages is so overwhelming. Like sometimes I would just um, be on the app for a week and I'm like, ah, need a break. I need a break for three weeks. (laughs) I feel like currently, so I'm not on the dating apps anymore because
0: I've met my boyfriend through Bumble. Holla. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I was like, Bumble works. This is great. Um, Um, so I haven't been on the dating apps for a while because my boyfriend and I met on Bumble and we haven't been obviously on the dating apps for a very long time. Uh, so I hear from friends that are still on the dating apps that Bumble, like there's a lot more like paid features. Do you know what those are all about?
1: I've never, I have no idea what all that entails. I don't, I don't know what these, um, new paid features are, um, like the last time I was on dating apps, it was for book research, um, mm-hmm. which was like in January. So, and it was Bumble. Um, that's my, you know, my fave. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm trying to think of it. I don't, I don't know because I always use the, um, the paid version anyway. Um, okay. Yeah. Like the paid dating apps? Yeah, I do. Really?
0: So what paid dating apps are you currently on right now? None. <laughs> no, oh, <laughs> that's right. Duh. You said that. We were of them. But like, I guess out of did you
1: find that your experience was better on the paid dating apps? I, I found it different. The the thing with me is like I used um the paid apps. Well, I used the paid versions of the app because um I, I want to see who's messaging me and stuff because I don't swipe. Um, this is this is gonna be crazy, but I don't swipe. Um, if it's a swiping app, I don't swipe on anybody. Like I let them come to me. (laughs) I know some people would be like the nerve of her, but (laughs) that's that's just how I do it. And it's just because, um, this is going to sound bad too, but it's it's kind of passive, right? Is, is, um, because lately, or I'll say in the last, um, two years, I haven't really been, um, aggressively looking, you know? And so, It's just been kind of passive. So I don't swipe on anybody. I don't DM anybody um, unless they message me first. Um, If I find an interest, then I do. But yeah, that's why I use the the paid version because I want to see who's messaging me. So is that like, so is that what's different
0: between the paid version and free version? Is that like you can physically see who's reaching out versus, or wait, or is it like you can see who's swiping right on you? Before you swipe right on them, yes yeah. oh my God, that's genius Because <laughs> I mean, when I had when I was on the dating apps, I was in college, so you know, me going to Dunkin Donuts and spending five dollars on coffee was like splurging, so I was not spending any money on the dating apps at all, so i I feel like that would have saved me way more time. I would have totally done what you did too and just be way passive with it.
1: Yeah, it does save time, though. It saves a lot of time. I remember not being on the paid version. Mm -hmm. I would be like right at the when I first started using Daydams like seven years ago, um, (laughs) and not having a paid version, um, I would be on the apps like for hours it was bad i would be on for hours and like consecutive hours not choppy hours
0: (laughs) it's like you look up from your phone it's like oh great two hours went by so i guess i'm going to go to bed way later tonight that's what happened to me at least
1: Yep, i would be laying in bed like just looking at you know the guys on there and not realizing that so much time has passed by like, this is just too hard. You know, I'm just going to get this paid version and I'll let them reach out to me. <laughs> I love that energy though.
0: I'm supposed to, um, you're busy. Yeah. You know, you have, I know you have your family to take care of and everything. Yeah, You have your own job, a book, like you, ha- you're yeah. busy. So like, you don't
1: have time to be reaching out to people
0: I, mean,
1: I, I don't want to make it seem like that because I like, if you're looking, you know, it's like, okay, well, if you don't have time, you should not be trying to date if you don't have time. Right. But, um, it, that's part, that's a part of it. Right. Like I, I just really, I probably shouldn't have had like a matchmaker or something. I didn't have time to, you know, but I didn't just didn't want to do it because, you know, at some point dating apps get like really, um, trying to find a word for it, but they just get exhausting, they you know, do. they get exhausting. Um, you go through the rejection. So they get kind of depressing after a few months or or a year or so, however long it takes. But, um, but yeah, I felt that drain, you know, I was being drained from that. And so that's one of the reasons that's probably the main reason why I'm just like, I don't want to just be swiping through people. And, you know, I'll just let them come to me and, you know, I'll kind of do my uh, triage or, you know, pre-screen. That's what right, I'm looking right. for. <laughs> so
0: can you tell us about your pre-screening? I was reading a little bit and I saw on there, in your book that you have a background check service that you purchased. And I thought that was Such a good idea. I feel like I did my own personal background check service on people, which was like, I mean, but keep in mind, it was very rudimentary and college student budget. So it consisted of me snap, like getting the person Snapchat, Snapchatting the person. And so first of all, I thought it was a big red flag if people would Snapchat me and it wasn't their face and they would consecutively not Snapchat their face. Then it was like, "Mm, okay, no. Or they would snapchat their face and it would not look like the person at all um, sometimes I'd also look at their LinkedIn profile, but normally Snapchat was like the basis of my background check. so what did yours entail?
1: but you know what it's good that you had you had something right you thought enough to right. have something and so mine um, before I did the you know the paid subscription um, Mine was just like digging because I'm an investigator, um like employee relations type investigator. So I investigate workplace issues. And mm-hmm. so um I use that skill to just like dig, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> once I have your I have your name, you might not give me your real name. You might give me your middle name or something. So if I have your real phone number, there's a whole lot you can find with a phone number. And so I have your phone number. I put it in a Google search. Um if nothing comes up, then I'll go over to um Google Images and search your name and phone number at the same time. I I found a lot like that. Um, <laughs> really? I didn't yes. I've never tried that before. Yeah. Anything interesting come up? Yeah. So I think I think I mentioned this in the book. Um this one guy He he didn't give me his his full first name. Um, I don't know if anybody gives their full name, but he gave me a different version of his first name. (laughs) But I had his phone number. So I put in his phone number and um, that name that he gave me. And so it was like a nickname for him. And so his baby registry came up like he had a toddler and his baby registry with his ex-girlfriend came up. Yeah. So now I have your real name (laughs) because he said um he said something about the girl so I knew her name. And so that's the thing. You just let people talk and they give you so much information. Like I knew her (laughs) name. And so when I saw her name, his phone number and a name that looked like the name that he gave me, I'm like, okay, yeah, process of elimination. That's him. So (laughs) <laughs> then I put his actual name and phone number in Google Images. And these images came up of him. Like, I didn't find anything bad. Uh, good, which is a good thing. I didn't mm-hmm. find anything bad, but I found stuff, you know. And so um, just the phone number. If you use the the paid version or the paid um, subscription, you get people's family members and just the houses they lived in 50 years ago, like... <laughs> all kinds of information all of their emails any social media accounts um stop it yeah that is so
0: scary that that much information exists i mean i feel like i knew it always existed but i guess now that you're telling me someone could literally pay a subscription service and, and i know you're not actively googling everybody that you encounter but that's crazy. Not that I have anything bad out on the internet, but I'm like, what will people find
1: if they would do a background check? Yeah. And not, not, not everybody I encounter, but if I'm going to go on a date, um, or even considering going on a date with somebody, yeah, I do. I do a check. I do. I want to know you.
0: (laughs) I love that. So in that case, how would you recommend for people out there looking to go on a date, but maybe feel a little like skeeved out by the person. Um, Do you have any recommendations on their end on how they can protect themselves?
1: Yeah. So my, my first recommendation for that is trust your gut. You know, like a lot of times um, you'll, you'll pick up something that a person said that's like, oh, that didn't sit too well with me, but I'm going to go on this date and check him out anyway you know guilty right (laughs) i've seen that happen a lot of times and then the person comes back and like oh my gosh this person was horrible yeah sometimes you just gotta trust that that intuition but um but yeah so if i were doing this today um and i met someone and we we've been talking um another thing i mentioned in that is just listen right i let people talk um Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe it's a part of my skill from my background or something, but, <laughs> well, I didn't do that all the time. But I do talk about when I was, um, what what is the word, like tricked or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you let people talk, they give you information, they'll... Um, You know, it used to annoy me when people talk about other people and they use their first name. I'm like, I don't know who that person is. You know, like it may be their aunt or their cousin or their best friend or something. But now it doesn't annoy me anymore because I'm like, okay, I'm writing that name down, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, your sister. And then when I pull the background check and these people's names come up, I'm like, right, that's the same person. So... Getting back to the subject, um, <laughs> the advice I have for anybody is um, try the phone number. Um, I use Google Voice, so that's not track. You know, you can't track that phone number to my name. So they may use something like that. But most guys don't. Um, <laughs> <with> that, but, <laughs> but a lot of ladies are doing that now. Um, but yeah, try that. If that doesn't work, Um, They usually have something about their social media, you know, so try their social medias. Um, They might not be private, you know, maybe it's, um, you know, accessible. Um, I would also try the, you know, Google images with their phone numbers. Um, Yeah. Do I have any more? Pretty sure I have more. To check. <laughs> I know it's hard to think of things on the spot. But yeah, I mean, the the thing is, like, I used to feel like in the beginning that, okay, that's kind of like an invasion of privacy. Um, but when, right. you know, when somebody tricked me, I was like, no, that's just me protecting myself. You know? So. Exactly.
0: And I feel like it's a good way, too, to vet out, like, if people are lying beforehand. Because I feel like if they're lying about... I mean, sure, like, nickname, fine, whatever. But I feel like, you know, if they're lying about, like, I don't know, maybe if they have a kid or, I don't know, just whatever, I feel like at least having a sense of knowing, like, what they're lying about and if they're lying in general, like, I feel like would save you so many heartaches in in the end, you know? So it's like, if they're lying, just don't, don't even bother. Caution tape. Do not go past. Yeah. Um... Yeah. So I feel like
1: that definitely helps for that. It does. Yeah. I mean, the, the person, the main one that, <laughs> that I I always think of when I talk about that topic is, um, a guy who gave me the wrong age and he was, um, he was just really nice. Always wanted to talk on the phone, never text, um, which I prefer talking. So that was good for me. Um, mm-hmm. But then I found out it was because he was a lot older. I remember reading that story. (laughs) Older people don't like to text uh, because my mom does all the time. Um, (laughs) But I I picked up on some of, you know, the old fashioned type of ways. So I was like, something's not right here, you know? And so, yeah, I, well, he gave me all kinds of information, um, names and his kids names his ex-wife's name because he was one of those people who talked in first names of people you don't even know so oh
0: that makes no sense to me
1: yeah <laughs> yeah he <laughs> told me where do. he worked oh it was like dude thank you you gave me enough information to do my homework my research <laughs> yeah I'm sure you were like
0: yeah okay hang up the phone be right back as you're like <laughs> typing things up on the <laughs> side
1: yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, oh, you're 10 years older. Mm, yeah. This isn't going to work.
0: Right. And like, honestly, if he was just upfront about
1: it. Yeah. We wouldn't be in this like weird, sticky situation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I mentioned that like, it's not about you're 10 years older. Like my, um mm. my ex-husband is 13 years older than I am. And okay. so um I don't prefer now to have someone that much older than me but you know he didn't know that give me a chance you know like to to make that decision you never know maybe I did want someone 10 years older well not me but somebody wants them some, <laughs> doesn't mind right, right. the age difference you know but up front tell them if not and I have to find out this way like you're a liar right off the bat you know so not exactly for something as trivial as how old that person is and also like i mean
0: he definitely is a piece of shit because he lied but you know i i'm thinking like do you think i wonder if he did that because he was just like insecure about
1: it like i'm trying to think of like why he did what he did but i guess we'll never know right but that's so crazy to me like okay if we did get together when were you gonna tell me your age like, I was going to find out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so what did he use for his pictures? Like, his normal self? Or was it, did he get, it, like, catfish pictures? It was his, just himself. And maybe they were um, younger, you know, versions of him. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Not, not a whole lot younger, though. And maybe he just looked good for his age. I don't know. but That's true. yeah. Yeah. Jeez, well, I'm sorry that that happened, but I'm happy that you kind of
0: sifted out that he was bullshitting you. Yeah, yeah. So what got you started into online dating? Was it like a friend that mentioned you should? Were you hesitant at first?
1: Yeah, um, it was a friend. And I know people like hate that story because like, oh, my friend made me do it. My friend really did make, make me do it. So sorry, I don't <laughs> have a different story, but- <laughs> No, hey, it's your story and that's what we're here to share. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so my friend mentioned it. She had met um, her um, live-in boyfriend at the time on POF. And so, and I hope nobody at POF is listening, but I would never recommend anybody to POF. But oh, really? <laughs> spill the details. <laughs> I've I just, honestly, I've honestly never used it before. So I... I'm curious to know, like, what it's like. I, I think there's a lot of bots um, on POF. I, Ooh, haven't, okay. I haven't used it in maybe six years. Um, I just used it in my first year of online dating and not even for that year um, because okay. I just found it kind of sleazy. But. Um- <laughs> Whoa, even sleazier than like a. I don't know. I feel like
0: people equate Tinder to sleaziness, even though it doesn't necessarily have to be. So, is it as like
1: quote unquote sleazy as a Tinder? Okay, I wouldn't say it's like sleazy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, (laughs) yeah. No, I mean, I would. I put Tinder like way above um, POF, but to me, POF is more catfishing, um, bots, and scammers. Yeah that's such a shame but i haven't used it in forever so it could have changed but from what i hear it mm-hmm. has not changed it has gotten worse
0: <laughs> oh god oh god yeah am so sad that people just scam others and it's like all they're trying to do is just find love right or they stand. but either way no one wants to be scammed
1: but, you know, love is the the biggest vulnerability, you know, when you're looking for love. And so people know that. And I just feel like people are so evil when, <laughs> you know, when they would prey on someone that vulnerable, you know, in that vulnerable state of looking for love. So, yeah, that's just horrible. It is really horrible.
0: I well, oh, just makes me so upset. Um, So obviously I mentioned at the beginning that you wrote a book and that was one thing that I was like, Oh my God, this woman's awesome. I want to get to know her more and like understand, you know, what led you to where you are now with, you know,
1: writing a book, being open and talking about it, coaching people. Can you tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit more about that? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the writing a book part, I did not plan to do um <laughs> but
0: I have, of course you just woke up one day and it's like oh okay sure I guess I'll write one
1: <laughs> I have four sisters and so and we we're super close so every time I went on a date or had some crazy phone call with somebody or something I would tell them and they were like you totally have to write a book I was like yeah whatever nobody wants to hear about my stupid dating life and <laughs> um I do <laughs> and it's not stupid But I had over time, I had so many crazy experiences. I was like, yeah, I got to write this book, you know. And (laughs) at first, when I started out writing the book, it was like solely for entertainment. Um, Okay. And I was just thinking about all my funny stories and my crazy stuff. And then as I as I'm writing and it was like in the very beginning when I started writing, I was like, wait, no, because there's some serious stuff in here. I've made like a transformation, you know, going through online dating and, you know, I've I've faced some rejection and some depression and, you know, going through the motions of it. It's really a process. You know, um, I don't think anybody should take lightly of putting themselves out there on these platforms, you know, to... I always say, like, I felt like I was putting myself on a lineup and online, I'm not um, against online dating at all. I think Mm -hmm. it's a very good tool. Um, But like we were just discussing, you know, there's some people who take advantage. Um, But yeah, so I started um, online dating um, after I was I got divorced. So I had been married for 15 years um, and I got married at 21. So I had been, uh, with him, I think 19. Um, yeah, when I was 19. So all the way up until I was 35 years old. (laughs) So I had not dated, you know, I hadn't really dated or anything. So, um, after, you know, that divorce and like, I was having, I was okay. You know, I thought I was okay, but (laughs) I living single life and like, in about four months, it hit me like, oh, I just want to be with somebody, you know. And I, my my friend was like, oh, you should try online dating. I'm like, uh, I don't know, I haven't dated in <laughs> forever. And yeah, like so, if you say so, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, she just like pushed me out there, and she didn't say, okay, well, you should, you know, when you're building a profile, you should do this, or you know, for you know your your age and what you're looking for you should go on this site you know so there was nothing you know it's just like bye like pushing you out of the nest you know and so as i was writing i was thinking about you know what it would be really helpful um you know to explain my process and you know where i started to where i am now Like I have so much more um, knowledge, you know, of online dating. I have my own, um, you know, just like my own strategy um, for doing it. So I was like, you know what? There's a lot of people like just really starting. And then it was right at the start of the pandemic. So everybody's on online (laughs) dating. And so like, okay, yeah, this would actually be helpful, you know, to tell it from um, kind of a how-to, you know, and then... As I was writing, I'm thinking about, wait a minute, there's this other transformation, right? And so the book is split into the online dating journey, the healing journey, and the new journey. And so um, the first part, I'm telling about all my crazy online dating stories and the, um, you know, the background checks, the red flag um, situations, the ghosting, um, finding myself, you know, um, in this Just crazy toxic relationship, um, you know, out of loneliness or something. So, um, I talk about all of that, and then going into the healing journey, it's like, um, a few years down the line, it's like, wait a minute. So, right after my divorce, four months later, I jump into online dating and I'm doing all this dating and doing it totally wrong. Um, but it was still a learning experience because I hadn't, you know, really dated, and so. Um then I, was, I took it from the point, I mean, to, from the perspective of um, just stepping back, you know, stepping back from dating and really thinking of, okay, how am I approaching this? Why am I approaching it this way? You know, and I still had some feelings, um, some... Um, some things that I hadn't resolved, you know, from mm-hmm. the divorce within myself. There's, you know, there's a a a trauma. And, you know, trauma isn't always like this um, you know, massive incident that you went through. Um, that's so totally. sad and, you know, but, you know, trauma can be, you know, anything that has an impact on you or has an effect on you. And so, um, throughout um that marriage, you know, there were different things that had an effect on me, so I didn't take that time to um, reflect, you know, have that self reflection, um, heal from some some of that trauma, and move forward with a different, um, a new perspective. And so, after four years of online dating, that's when I took that that time for that self reflection. But I mean, better late than never, right? And so, exactly. I took that time to really work on me, and to really think about why, you know, am I approaching dating the way I am? Why do I not, um, you know, have firm boundaries? Why do I not honor those boundaries? Um, you know, there were some some areas that I really could, I really needed to work on. Um, you know, I had some um, imposter sh- um, syndrome issues. Um, to where I didn't feel like I was good enough, um, you know, for, you know, people who were equally good for me or, you know, something like that. But, um, but yeah, so I didn't feel like I was good enough. Um, I didn't feel like I deserved the love that I wanted. And so I had to really go through this, um, this healing process and, um, like with the, with the coaching, I see that there's such a need, um, you know, for, um, for that, for women who want to be guided through that process, um, you know, who want that accountability partner for that, because it's not easy. It's really, it's really hard. (laughs) It is really
0: hard. And I really wish I had, you know, you around when (laughs) I was going through the whole online dating process too, because, you know, I, or I guess you don't know, but I've had trauma when I was younger and everything. And like, because of that childhood trauma, it then like affected me and my dating when I got older. And you know, and then the, the annoying thing about trauma is that like one, once you recognize you have trauma, it sucks because you have to deal with said trauma. And not only that, but like, it's really easy to just put band-aids Over things especially when with trauma it goes like it goes in waves like some days you feel good other days you don't feel good and then other days you feel good again and you know for me I felt online dating was a really good escape from oh I'm feeling crappy today no problem let me just go get affirmation from these random men on dating apps and like when in reality I should have been like pausing, taking a step back, reflecting, like, why am I here? What am I doing? Like, I don't need validation from these people. I need to be with myself and like, you know, for lack of a better term, like date myself, get to know me better and then go out out there with fresh perspectives. Um, I felt like I would kind of do that with like deleting the apps a little, but then I'd go back on. And, you know, then I was in college at the same time. So like high stress situations also going on at the same time. But I really feel as though a lot of people would benefit from your help and just like hearing from someone else's perspectives as well, that like, you're not alone. It's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, it's okay to go through like the motions with online dating. But like at the end of the day, if you're not happy with yourself, you know, and able to understand what you have and then work on it and move on, not even move on, but like just know what you have going on and just actively trying to work on it then yeah, then like dating is going to be a
1: nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't, I won't say it was a nightmare for me, but it was <laughs> some parts, of, some parts of it was, but like you <laughs> said, like even the, um, you know, the awareness the really knowing yourself and that dating yourself part, like I had that, um, I have a, a chapter in the book. It's called me time, um, and reconnecting with yourself. And, um, coming out of a, you know, long-term marriage, relationship, and it doesn't even have to be long-term. It can just be a period of time, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, but for me, it was coming out of a 17-year, you know, partnership with someone else who, you know, that was the the person that I relied on um, to be me you know right right <laughs> for my identity, and so I had to get to know me all over again, you know myself without being um a wife without being connected to him um what do I even like you know it, it was to that point, like what do I like wow. what do I like to do what do um you know who who am I really you know, and so um i I even talk about um like my um, ex, he wasn't really social. He would always say, oh, I'm a loner. Um, But I wasn't like that. I was Mm -hmm. really fun and social, but he didn't appreciate that part of me, you know, in in some respects he did when it was with him. Um, But as far as like having um, lots of friends and stuff like that, um, he didn't appreciate that. So I just toned myself down, you know, and so like, okay, I guess I'm kind of a loner too, you know, and no, I'm not. <laughs> but, right, right. but I got lost in that. And so like coming out of that, that marriage, like I had to find that again, like, no, I actually like being around people. I like having friends, you know, I like being loud and crazy. And so I'm going to be that. <laughs> I embrace that again. You know? So I love that. I love and, that. It, yeah. Oh, sorry. We're no, going to say ahead, something. Go ahead. It was, was, it was a say- process. That's all I was going to say. It was, it, it's a process, but once you do it, you get, you get something from it. You get your confidence back. You know, you get yourself back and you're able to really embrace yourself authentically. Like, who you really are, and so once you're once you've embraced that, it's like that's where okay, now my boundaries are coming in um, because I'm valuing myself. I, I love this version of me, and I don't want anybody or anything to come in and mess that up for me, you know. So I, I really value that um, the person I am today, and so yeah, it, it's really difficult for. Um, not, I won't say difficult, but I, I have a screening process, you know, for somebody who's coming into my life, you're coming into my space, you're bringing this energy, you know, and mm-hmm. I don't want it to be an energy that disrupts mine. Yeah, exactly. And then you should never be
0: settling because yeah, your energy, your space, your time is so valuable. Yeah. So after you went through that whole process of healing and finding yourself and just really getting to know and re-know yourself again, were you refreshed? I feel like for me, like it would feel like this huge weight would be lifted off my shoulders and just like, I don't know, like for me, like I like getting to learn a little bit more about myself. I think, I don't know, it's kind
1: of cool to get Mm -hmm. to know me a little bit more. So how did you feel? Yeah, I I felt exactly like that. Like the weight of the world was off of my shoulders because, um, yeah, I was, I was trying to be what, Everybody wanted me to be because that's how my life had been. You know, I'm trying to be with somebody. I'm living who this person wants me to be. That's who I'm living as. And so it stuck with me. So Mm -hmm. coming out of, you know, out of the relationship, um, now I'm still doing that in life. Like, okay, what part of me do you like? You know, okay, you like the fun part of me? I'm always gonna be fun for you. Um, you know, do you like the intellectual part of me? I'm always gonna be intellectual for you. But I'll hide all these other parts of me because I don't know if you're gonna like that, but I know you like this, <laughs> you know so, right. um but being able to just let that go, you know, just let it go, release all of that um responsibility you know from myself, um, yeah. it felt like this obligation or something, and so being able to release that and just completely be me was just like the best feeling in the world. And it, it sticks with me. Like it's the best feeling in the world every day that I'm just me. You know, this is who I am. Take it or leave it.
0: <laughs> but I love that. I love that. And like it's so refreshing too when you find I mean uh romantic relationships or even like friendships too. Like when you can be your most authentic self, like that is just the best feeling ever. And like these like the people you would surround yourself with too, then are going to celebrate that as well and be their own authentic selves. So then it just fosters a culture of just super awesomeness.
1: Right. <laughs> for lack right. of a better term. Yeah. And then the thing that that I noticed that um there are people watching me, you know. Um, like my my sisters are watching me, my nieces are watching me, and so that's when I felt like, OK, I, I have this um, responsibility in a, in a good way, you know, to um, to really stick with this, you know, and to right. do this to the max and show them like, yes, this is the life. You know, not trying to be who somebody else wants you to be, not running after some guy, like not, you know, not having boundaries because you feel like this guy is not, you know, it's going to run away because, you know, you won't do whatever for him. Um, (laughs) So I I just wanted them to see like this freedom, you know, that I had. And so, you know, people tell me, um, you know, people who who have known me for a while and they've seen this transformation, um, they tell me stuff like, man, uh, this is amazing, (laughs) you know, like, I'm so proud of you, you know, and things like that. And Mm -hmm. that keeps me going, you know, it keeps me going to where, okay, people are looking, um, I I have to do this, you know, I can't stray from this, I have to, I have to be the example, Um, especially as a coach, right, you definitely want to be the example, you're not perfect. But, um, you know, you still want to be the example. But even through the that process, like, I had a coach. You know, I had a coach. Really? Um, I did. Yeah. Um, not for a very long time, but I also mm-hmm. had a therapist um, for a stretch of that time. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely. Because some some things were heavy. You know, some things were too heavy to handle on my own. Um, I was yeah. 100%. Getting, mm-hmm. I was going to say, getting help, there is nothing wrong with getting help. Yeah, nothing. Definitely. I was a hundred percent dedicated to, you know, to this change, this transformation. Um, but I got to a point where I was just like, you know what? I need help with this. Um, because there's only so much I can do on my own. Like I need, um, you know, I need professional help with this. And so I did, I got, I got the therapy that I needed. Um, best thing I could have done for myself ever, um, because there was definitely some healing that had to take place. Um, So, you know, if any if anybody is considering um, taking a healing journey, it's well worth it. (laughs) It's definitely worth it. It will change your life. Um, But if if you get to a point where you feel like, I I need help with this. Don't feel bad about needing help with it. You know, you're doing something to to make you know, to be the best version of you. So yeah,
0: I I totally agree. I was about to say, if anyone listening, like takes home one piece of advice, please just keep in mind that, you know, you are the number one person in your life. Take care of yourself first. And, you know, professional help is like Sean said, professional help is not something to be like nervous about or like it. I know for me for the longest time, I thought like going to therapy made me weak. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh, here I am having to deal with my feelings. But no, like if anything, I feel like I know myself, I know my boundaries. And once again, setting boundaries is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like boundaries, the term is kind of scary. I remember I was scared about it for a little bit, but like it will help you in your healing process in the long run. So yeah, I totally agree. Therapy, yeah. I love my therapist. So yep, I everyone should be going to therapy.
1: <laughs> yep. I, I totally agree with that. I always say that like, you know, even for you, what you might think is the smallest thing, like I just recommend having a therapist on call. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like I don't have to see mine every week, you know, but once a month just to check in, It's fine. You know, I do the same with my kids.
0: I thought what you were talking about is awesome. And I honestly feel like, you know, I've had other episodes where people talk about their crazy stories, but like, they don't talk about like, well, how did you feel about that? Mm -hmm. You know, like this crazy thing happened. Are you okay? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that a lot of the times in stories or even crazy stories, like the mental health aspect gets overlooked a lot. And people are more than just a crazy story. So... You know, I really hope that what people take away from this episode is that like, you're not alone, you know, work on yourself, go on dates with yourself and you know, the healing process, it sucks. But once, you know, (laughs) I'm not going to lie, it It sucks. Um, But you know, once you get there, like, I don't, or not, and once again, you're always working on it, but like as you're working on it, I feel like there gets to a point where it's just like, this is just nice. Mm -hmm. Just focused on me. And like, eventually like friendships, romantic partners, you name it, they'll come and go. But like the ones that'll stick are going to be the ones that embrace you for you. So I'm really excited for people to listen to this episode and I hope you all made it to the end. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much, Sean, for this awesome, authentic conversation. And I'm super excited for everybody else's dating journeys to hopefully become more authentic for themselves and, you know, just
1: overall better. So I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I I truly hope that um, your audience got something valuable that they could take away from this.
0: Oh, 110%. I know they did.
1: (laughs) Um, so Sean, where can people find you? Yeah. So people can find me on Instagram at Sean Marie B, um, on Facebook at coach Sean Marie B. Um, also have a, um, an online dating support group, um, in Facebook. So you'll find that on the, um, at coach Sean Marie B page. Um, also, my uh, book is titled, Seriously, This Is Online Dating, um, How to Love Yourself Harder and Date Smarter. So you can find that on Barnes and Nobles um, and Amazon.
0: Love it. And we'll link to everything in the show notes. And for Swiping Diaries, you know the drill. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Swiping Diaries. Visit the show's website at swipingdiariespodcast.com and shoot me a story at swipingdiaries at gmail.com. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. See ya. We'll be right